So all of a sudden, a new globe of insects appears. These guys are rude. So 24, so you only take 12 points of damage. I am approaching Heartland. Are you able to erase the one that's not up? Uh, maybe. That's that second level spell to spell marker, right? <laughs> nice. Uh, what's the time scale we think it'll take to fix this problem before we can run off to the next one? Chapter 181, A Plague of Insects. Okay. So, in the last episode, uh, you guys had made your way over to Excolbarium Colise, and the party got to meet their two new members, the two Tabaxi, Red and Misty. And they had found some rather disturbing information as they landed at Excolbarium Colise. And what was that? That the town has been mobilized military-wise by the new Baroness to potentially wage war against Porta Magnum over land rights. Yes. And uh, obviously, Cotter, from, from your perspective, that seems almost crazy because Porta Magnum is much larger and much richer. So it seems like they can probably field a much better fighting force. But apparently, yeah, this is how the uh, Baroness has decided to unify her people is to... Uh, make an enemy out of Porta Magnum and, and a mission out of reclaiming parts of the Campo Magno, the great uh, grain fields between Porta Magnum and Excobarium Colise. So um, just about the last thing you need to have happen now. Indeed. But anyway, so you had uh, made your way up out of Excobarium Colise into the mountains and uh, making trying to make your way to the winter valley that the Dragonborn stay in during the cold winter months in the mountains and you had noticed some uh, ravens were following you or at least seemed to be and um, then red you try to speak with one of them and they just sort of disappeared into the trees and then the dagger went off so um, let us roll initiative really quick so uh, cotter six Okay, a little flat-footed. And Misty? 16. A little better there, no one? 14. Very good. And uh, Red? 17. And then Creval? 6 as well. Okay. So uh, a couple of you just sort of uh, sitting right there. And actually, if you could put... Um, the minis, Bryce, right in the middle of the map. And so obviously you guys are going through the oak woodlands that are above Excalbarium Calice and before you get into the, the pine woodlands of the, of the mountains. 
and you can see all the various trees laid out there surrounding you. Um, it's you know very pretty forest with kind of open areas in between the trees are kind of sparsely spread out. Um, and then all of a sudden, a cloud of insects appears right around you guys. And just boom, all of a sudden, you know, one second there's no locusts, and the sec next second there's locusts everywhere. And actually, let me draw it up there. Okay, so a cloud of insects appears around you, and everybody must make a constitution saving throw on um, your beginning of your turn. Okay, so next on the list actually is another one of the protagonists. And all of a sudden, another one of the protagonists. Okay, another one of the antagonists. Okay, just making sure. Yes, and all of a sudden, um, just hail starts coming out of the sky for no apparent reason and pelting uh, everything around you guys. And everybody now must make a dexterity saving throw. Obviously, you monks will be in a little better shape for this one. Mm, there's only one monk this time. Uh, don't forget, everyone. I got a a charisma buff, so you get a plus four to your saving throw. I got a 24. Okay, Cotter makes a save. And Misty? Seven. Okay, Misty. Wait, no, six. With the plus four? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, Misty is taken by surprise by this hailstorm. And no one? 34. And no one is running between the raindrops. And uh, red? 15. Okay. And you are pelted as well. And then Creval? 25. Okay. So you also are able to um, save as well. So those of you that uh, fail the saving throw take 11 points of bludgeoning damage from the hail and then 11 points of cold damage from the uh, hail as well. So even with evasion, we still take the cold damage. Um, well, it's a dexterity saving throw. And what's the on save? So, so I, yeah, you still get evasion. Yeah, I, I, evasion got anything. Yeah, I got evasion. So I take no damage yeah. on the bludgeoning. Yeah. But yeah. how about the cold? Wait, what? what is the if you save? Is it no damage or half damage? No damage on save. It's it's half damage on a save. Okay. Yeah. So how much is that again? So no, with evasion, with evasion, it's yeah. no damage yeah. on a save. Yeah, I'm asking for me though, because I yeah, still take damage. Because the way evasion reads is it basically you just take no damage on a save for a a uh, thing that has a dexterity um, save to it. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say no one that you are just um, immune from all of this damage. And what was the damage for? people who take half damage again okay so you would take uh, five points of bludgeoning and you would take an additional five points of cold damage if that makes a difference okay thank you okay and then every those that failed obviously take the the full 11 and 11 okay so something is casting spells at you guys and red, you get to go first. You are going to need to make a uh, constitution saving throw. 25. Okay, yes, you are able to save. And so you'll only take half damage. Okay. 
And so, oh, look at that. So uh, 12 points of damage, so you only take six of damage from the uh, from that. Okay, that's painful. Yep. I'm going to, um, can you move me up uh, towards the white pencil four and then towards, um, I think you, Bryce, one. Um, and then I'm going to utilize. So you're going you're to back out of uh, out of the insect cloud. Sounds good. Yep. Uh, I'm going to use perceive the unseen ah, as a bonus do? action. As a bonus action, you gain the ability to see auras, even of the invisible or hidden creatures, until your concentration ends. You can see all creatures, including hidden invisible ones, regardless of lighting conditions. Okay. So I can see where these people are now. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. Okay. So you become then aware I'm... of six creatures in the trees. Um, one is a dwarf. One is a halfling. Um, one is a half-elf. One is a dragonborn. And two are human. Okay, um, I'm going to yell out that there are, uh, is that only five? There are six of them. Um, I'm going to yell out that there are six on the tops of the trees. Um, and then I'm going to, can I, would I feasibly be able to hit the one next to, or if I move uh, forward one or one square, do you think I would be able to hit it with my spear? Oh uh, yeah, they're not too high up in the trees. Cool. I'm gonna stab it. Okay. And then I get something bonusy on top of that. Ah yes. I get one d eight extra psychic damage. When you stab someone, you get you deal psychic damage. Mm -hmm. I get to yeah, because I have potent psionics. And then um, another thing. I get Sayana Mystical Recovery, which does what? Okay, so you... Ah, uh, that's a bonus action, so I can't do that. You approach um, the base of the tree there, and it's ju just mm -hmm. uh, within reach of your spear. But as you approach, all of a sudden you realize that the area around uh, this uh, human is kind of just lightly misty, and... You realize as you get in there and get a kind of a whiff of mold that it's actually a bunch of spores. And you take three points of damage as you enter this cloud of spores around the human. I thought they were trees. Were those trees? These are trees, but they're trees with people in them, and the people have a cloud of spores around them. That's unfortunate. Okay. Okay, and actually, um, let's go over the names real quick here. Um, so, this one here is Staff, because he's holding a staff. And then Daggers over here. And then um, Sword, because he's holding up a sword. And then Cloak down here in the corner, because he's wearing a cloak. And then uh, Red, because he's got a red cape on. And then back up towards the top is Skull, because he has a skull on his shield. Cool. Okay. 
And you're gonna, gonna take gonna a stab, stab at that uh, that person in the tree. Yeah. Does a. Okay, I'm just, I'm not gonna question that. Oof, that's not good. Does a seven hit? Definitely not. I was not made for melee combat. Okay, so you just kind of do up there, but you get tangled in the branches, and it doesn't do anything. Okay, anything else? Does an eight hit? Does an no. eight hit? Actually, eight does not hit. That's it for me. Okay. Um, and then next up on the list of fun is Misty. What are you gonna do? You're actually Sweet. first. I'm do need the Constitution save for the. Uh, okay, I'll do that first. For the insects. And you get a plus eleven. Four. Oh, uh, uh, fifteen. No, these things are some nasty insects, and you take ooh. 25 points of damage from the insects. With a 15? Yep. I take 20. Jeez. They brought Man. out the, the head cannons. She's misty eyed now. Okay. Um, all right. So, yeah, for sure, then, fifth level Scorching Ray. Um, so, that gives me six fire beams, bolty things, um, which I'm going to do uh, one on each of them. Okay. I have to make a roll for each. Mm -hmm. So staff? Yeah. Oh, and then we'll just go clockwise. Um, so 26. Definitely hit staff. For nine points of damage. Okay. Second one is a 21. Definitely hits. That's the daggers there, yep. For 11 points of damage. Okay, ouch. And sword? That was a nat one. No. So no. Uh, 15. Um, definitely hits. They're on cloak there. Uh, for another 11 points of damage. Okay. Once again, ouch. And then a 23. Yeah, hits red. Yep. For 16 points of damage. Ouch. And then the last one is a 12? No. Is that it? Okay. Once again, just like with the sword, it uh, just kind of gets tangled in the branches there, and, and you incinerate a bunch of branches, but that's about it. Okay, good. So beams of uh, red-hot energy flash out into the trees and strike a bunch of your opponents. Okay, anything else there, Misty? Uh, no, that was that was my turn. Okay. Oh, yeah, wait, actually... Can I, can I move out of the bugs? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would highly recommend it because they did 25 points of damage to you this turn. Yeah, I would I would die next turn if that happens again. Um, Yeah. These three, okay. these three are other allies, and then there is red. That dotted line is the don't be inside that circle. Okay, so. I'll go move where red is. Okay, so you back out okay. of the tree as well, or the insects as well. Very good. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Okay, very good. Okay, and then next up is Noan. What are you going to do there, Noan? First, you have to give us a constitution save. Eight. No, ouch. Okay, that was too bad. So the insects bite into your flesh for, ooh, wow, 23 points of damage. How much? 23. These are some 
strong opponents, it seems. Okay, I'm going to, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to climb up that tree closest to me and kind of try to get up a little bit behind the dude in the tree. Well, obviously he can see you coming up there, so um, you can get up to him. Oh, I don't want no advantage. I'm going to burn up a key for Flurry of Blows. Okay. So I'm going to take my first swing. There at staff, yeah. Oh, and actually, as you approach there, you also took three points of damage from the spores as you got within 10 feet of them. What kind of damage? Um, if it's poison damage, then no, I didn't. Necrotic damage. Three points of necrotic damage. Yep. Nice. Okay, my first hit was a 13. Okay, no. He just dodges the other side of the tree. Hey, right, I'll take another. Right. So 15. Yes, that hits. Okay, I'm going to do damage. And then, hold on. They're going to have to make a strength check or be pushed 15 feet into the direction of the insect plague. That's why I'm slightly behind them. Okay. But first, let me do damage. I like this. That was 14 points of damage. And now for that strength save, DC 15. Okay. And so their save is a nine. So no, it was not expecting that. And you boot them 15 feet into the into the middle of the insects there. Okay, yeah. good. So, uh, Kraval, all of a sudden, a half-elf comes yeah, flying out of the tree and lands right next to you and, uh, and Cotter there. And with a big thunk. And actually, let me do a acrobatics check on him to see. No, he doesn't get that coming, so he's going to take an additional d10 of damage. Ouch! He takes nine points of damage as he falls very clumsily and hits the ground next to Cotter and and uh, Craval there. So anything else there? No, I'm not done. So I'm not going to take my extra flurry of blow. I'm not going to get back into the bugs, but I will draw my short bow and take a shot. Okay, which one are you going to shoot at? The guy I just chucked into the bugs. Okay. 27. That definitely hits. For seven. Okay, and he's looking uh, pretty ragged there after that series of events. Okay. And then next up on the list, we got all the fast people taken care of. So Skull gets to go. And, um, hmm, well, that's going to change things just slightly, isn't it? Um, so, yeah. So all of a sudden a new globe of insects appears. These guys are rude. So that's an interesting Venn diagram. Do the um, effects of the insects stack? Or if you're uh -huh. in one... Oh, they do? Yep. That's very helpful. Okay. And so a new globe of insects appears there. And then that is his turn to go. And then uh, Dagger's uh goes and she apparently doesn't do anything so she's maybe maintaining the original uh globe of insects hard to tell and then staff gets to go 
And so it's uh, starting its thing in the globe of insects. In both globes of insects. And so must make the constitution save. And makes it with ease there. Isn't it in both globes? Um, yep, basically. Okay. Don't and you have to roll twice? Yep. Okay. It gets a 19 in that first roll. So, yeah. Um, and makes it into both or makes both globes there. And then is going to, let's see here, disengage away and runs. Opportunity attack. Uh, he's disengaging. I am a sentinel. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. So make your opportunity attack upon that half elf as he tries to roll out of the way and get there. Oh, no. Can you roll that? It yeah, it hit your, your pamphlet there. That is an 18 to hit. Okay, you hit him. Uh, second level Divine Smite. Oh, ouch. One for that, one for that, one for that, then two. Oh, it's not been my turn yet, so the sword's not on fire. Oh, well. So he takes uh, 27, po 27 points of damage. Okay, and that is far more than he had left after the beating he took from Noan and just squish him like a bug into the ground. Okay. And so much for his turn. And then Cotter and Creval, you have the same initiative. Who's going first? Creval uh, can go first. Okay, Creval, you need to make Constitution save twice. Yeah, I mean, fifteen. So the first one is a fail, and the second one. They're both are. Oh, both are fifteen. Okay, so you take damage twice from both insects clouds. Um, not real impressive on the first one. So only 10 points of damage on the first one. See if I can do a little better on the second one. Um, a little better. And 20 points of damage on the second one. Okay. And that's all piercing damage if it makes a difference. Okay, and what are you going to uh, do? Uh, okay. uh, I will uh, start praying to Nawadu and then slam my hands together and I will attempt to dispel one of these clouds of insects. Okay, uh, using dispel magic? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, so I'm assuming it's not a third level blow spell, so nope. the way this works is I have to roll and then add my wisdom modifier to it to see if I dispel yeah, it. As, as your I'm, sorcerer could tell you, this is a fifth level spell. Uh, 21, natural 17. Okay, so that would dispel one of them, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, so which one did you want to dispel? Uh, probably the one I just formed up. Okay, so the one that staff was, or skull was doing? Sure. So that one disappears, and that's good, because that won't be affecting uh, no one when his turn comes around. Or... And only and then, one for Cotter. And then I will sidestep to closer to the camera three spaces to get out of the existing. Yeah. Okay. I think you're actually yes. within glaive range because glaives have reach, right? Yeah, but, but they're I up am, in a but, tree uh, my, yeah. my, uh, my action was with a spell, so yeah. that'll be my turn. Okay. So um, you move up there and actually I just realized I totally skipped by red. So you guys got lucky on this one because otherwise you'd take more damage. And um, so Red is basically going to reinstate that second cloud. So it'll be around Cotter and you and uh, Noan again. And then Cotter, you get to go. So two constitution saves. 
uh, 22. You save? And 22. Okay, so you only take half damage from each of these. So the first one, ooh, good thing you got half damage on this one. So 18, 20, 23, so you take 12 off the first one. I take 11 off the first one. Okay. Right. And, yeah, exactly 11, yeah. And 20, so 10 on the second one. So that uh, was a good time to make a couple of saves there. And you get to go. Okay, I will run over down south towards red. Okay. And once again, as you get close, you enter their cloud of spores, and you take three points of necrotic damage. Have I only rolled three on the necrotic damage? That seems amazing. Yes, you have. And then I can attack red in the tree? Yep. Okay, I will light the sword on fire and attack him twice. Okay. So the first attack... So you're going to climb up the tree at him? Okay. Can I just attack him from the ground, or do I have to get up? You'd have to have something that has some reach, like a spear or a glaive or something. Okay. And the fact that it is a long sword doesn't count? It's not long enough. Okay. I guess I will then. Okay. So you start looping up in the tree and go okay. after him? The first attack is a 17 to hit. Okay. That does hit. Okay. A third level Divine Smite. Ouch. Okay. One and one and one and three. And two d6. Okay. 34 plus 3 is 37 points of damage. Okay. And basically you just see um, Cotter just swing himself up in the tree. And you just hear the radiant explosion of his uh, sword striking the... uh, the uh, dwarf in the tree and the next thing you see the dwarf just falling gently smoking to the ground beneath it and the second insect cloud disappears so that was a good use of your turn yeah and okay i guess i won't use my second attack since i'm out of movement okay darn too bad okay and then um the uh, top of the round and so cloak gets to go and then cloak causes a new insect cloud to form. So which ones are still up? The are first one? Also- no, the one over here that's just um, Creval and no one, that one is down. But the original first one and this new one he's drawing now are up. Okay, thank you. Are you able to erase the one that's not up? Uh, maybe. That's that second level spell to spell marker, right? <laughs> nice. It's the dissolve tree ability. Like, why is no one on the ground? Oh, the tree left. Okay, so a new insect cloud forms and surrounds uh, both red and misty there. Okay, and then sword gets to go. And sword is just uh, right there in the face. And so, all of a sudden, he just uh, stomps down on the ground. And... Isn't he in a tree? Yeah, well, on on the branch. And then a thunderous wave just erupts from in front of him there. So, both Misty and um, Red need to make a... Constitution saving throw. Sorry, I I am making a constitution saving throw. Yes, both both Misty and Red, <laughs> since the thunder wave Thank is you. headed that direction. Fifteen. 
Okay, you failed the save. Uh, that's 11. <laughs> and you, so you both fail the save and take 14 points of damage from the uh, wave of thunder. And you are both. Say that again. You both take 14 points of damage and are pushed back 10 feet into the middle of the cloud there. I think you drew that last cloud a little small. Yeah, there we go. Right. Well, I thank you for drawing it a little small because okay. I'm out of it. Like you said, maybe some rings or something of the appropriate size for the next time we do this. Okay. And then, Red, you get to go. So please make us a constitution saving throw. Not 20. Okay. So you only take half damage from this. Which is good because I rolled really well. So 24. So you only take 12 points of damage. I am approaching Heartland. Um... Let's go. Um, uh, up two to get out of it. You really um, need to go three to get out of 20, it. Twenty. Hold on. Ten. Twenty. Thirty. Forty. Haha! <laughs> I can hit both of them. Cool. I'm going to you. I'm gonna um bonus action go into psychic assault. And for my main action, I'm going to expend six side points to do Psychic Blast. And I need uh, Sword and Daggers to make a Intelligence Saving Throw. Okay. Um, sword gets a nat 20 and Daggers gets a nat 1. What's the chances? Nice. So uh, definitely cool. definite save by Sword and um, definitely not save by Daggers. Let's count. So whoever failed gets uh, 38 points of... Wow. Oh, sorry. 40 points of psychic damage. Okay. And you just see daggers just kind of seize up in the tree, grab her head, and she just falls completely out of the tree. And that larger and central um, cloud of insects disappears. And the then sword takes 20 points okay. of psychic that's the first time he's been hit. Really? Yep. Yep. Okay. And he doesn't have any concentration stuff going on, so that's not a problem. Okay. Anything else? That's my turn. Okay. And then next up is uh, Misty. So give us a constitution saving throw, and thankfully you're only in one insect mm -hmm. cloud now. Unfortunately, you are outside of my bonus range. By one square. Uh, so 13. Okay, no, you take the full thing, which is 23 points of damage. Where are you at? Unconscious. Oh, dear. Okay. As, as a tradition we have here on Relic of the Past, Misty goes down. Um, and what, what or are you? Every character that Jesse plays. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, you've kind of handled that mantle off to um, Arlen lately. Oh, my God. I just realized something that uh -huh. I wrote down before this episode. You gave Misty the mantle of spell resistance, and I should have been rolling advantage for spell sla spell saves from the start. Ooh, okay. I okay, can I, can I try that again? Yeah, roll with advantage on this one then for <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter, though, because I'm at one hit point. So even if I take out... <laughs> 
Yeah, that was, uh, that's 18. Okay. Yeah. So you would take half of that. Um, but yeah, so you're down to negative, uh, negative 11 or something like that. Okay. So Misty crumples to the ground and, um, that's a little alarming for the rest of you. And then next up on the thing is Noan, who's sitting in a tree. Yeah, I'm going to take a quick look and the, uh, the one in the tree, um, kind of to my left, my right. Is that one look like it's concentrating? Yeah. This is the one over here is the one that's concentrating. Okay. Well, I'm going to go over to the one next to me. Uh, is that sword or skull? That and one. One you, you just touched. Go to skull? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So okay. over to skull. Your speed's 60, right? Yes. So you just do a flip out of the tree, run over there, and just swing up into the tree. Yeah. And I'm going to do the same type of thing. Okay. So, theory of blows. First one's a 22. That definitely hits. That's for eight. Okay. And this one can make a uh, strength save or get pushed out of the tree. This time gets a 17. Does that do it? Just barely. Okay. Is able so to I'm hang gonna, on? I'm going to hit him again. 15. Okay. Uh, 15 does hit. Exactly. For 11 points of damage. Okay. And they can make another save. Not 20 on this one. And I get one more attack here with my flurry of blows. Okay. Another 15. Hits. 14 points of damage. Ouch. And another save, please. This time a 10. Uh, this individual goes flying onto the ground. Okay, so 15 feet out. Yes. Okay, and let's see if he makes an acrobatic save to not crumple to the ground. No, he hits hard. Takes an additional seven points of damage. He looks pretty beat up at this point in time. And I have my extra attack, so I'm going to leap right down next to him and bludgeon him on the ground. Okay, and you since you're, he's prone, you'll be uh, doing it with advantage. Only a 26. It hits. For another 14 points of damage. Okay, and you basically just hear the sickening crunches. You just come and land right on him, and that central um, insect cloud disappears, which central no, no one was in anyways. Okay. okay. And then next up is red and red, red is dead. Oh, you're right. Red is dead. You need to choose a new name for that guy because it's getting too confusing for me. Yes. Um, so uh, dead dwarf. Uh, is... Crimson. Yes. Uh, I was, it was um, cloak. That's still there. Okay. And cloak one at the beginning of the Yes, round. exactly. Yeah. So uh, basically, you guys have taken all those ones out. So next up is um, Kerval. So which insect thing is still around? The southern, the farthest one away from the camera. Yeah, just this one. The okay. one that um, um, missed. I will in. cast healing word at level four on uh, our resident tabaxi that's on the ground. Okay. 18 points of healing toward the cat on the ground. 
Okay, so Misty gets 18 points back. Anything else? And then, uh, yeah, I will walk up to the edge of the cloud that's there, but mm-hmm. so not actually into it, and look up toward the tree where this creature's at, and then I will let... No, the one that con- looks like it's concentrating. Yeah, that one there, yeah. yeah. Cloak, yeah. And I will unleash a blast of lightning at it. And okay. it's a dexterity save. It gets a 16 on this dexterity save. Does that do it? Yes, I believe so. Okay. So it'll be half down. So it'll be 13 point or 13 points halved, so six points of lightning damage. Okay. And then a concentration check for you. Yeah, and what so he's gonna be what, sixteen or better he has to make? Or no, no it's ten, ten, or ten or better because it's not be, over. ten or better. It's yeah. ten or half damage, whichever is yeah. low higher. Ooh. But it only gets a six. Was not expecting that at all. And so the insect cloud disappears from down there. Yay. Okay, and then Cotter, you get to go. No insect cloud mm-hmm. to deal with. And just a couple of don't need to save Misty this turn. Yeah. So I can go across where the thing used to be. And can I attack sword from here? Yes. Okay. Then I will attack sword twice. So first attack is a twelve. Nope. Second just bangs attack. into the branches of the trees there. Second attack is an 18 okay you hit okay um first level divine smite because Mm -hmm. i pick what level of attack to do by rolling a random number in my head so one 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 and 2d6 that is 16 23 23 plus 6 is 29, plus 3 is 32 points of damage. Ouch. So, um, once again, you just see the radiant burst of uh, energy from the Divine Smite, and once again, the creature just kind of goes flailing out of the tree and lands heavily on the ground. Okay. Holy hammer of hurt. Yep. And then top of the round, and Cloak gets to go, and you just see Cloak just sort of place his hand on the tree and he just goes zoop into the tree and disappears. Oh yeah. Okay. Question. Mm-hmm. Um, never mind. It's over. Okay. Anybody want to do anything else? Yeah. Uh, I want to look at the bodies. Okay. And especially if I see that green dragon born, oh. I want to look at that. And as, as you got close to the, uh, Sword oh, in yeah, the tree there. Um, you get four points of necrotic damage from it. Hey, congratulations. You didn't roll a three. Actually. So, where um, is it? Yeah, so this uh, it's a dragonborn that you know, but um, he was not apparent in the, uh, in the tribes when you were last there uh, after the spore druids had uh, ambushed you. So you got to imagine that this was another one of the, the druids that had gone over to the spore side. Okay. Um, the bodies. And just a side of um, some basic, you know, weapons, each one of them was carrying a scimitar and, uh, or a staff. And uh, the side of that, they just have their leather armor and that's about it. And I, um, Use perceive the unseen again, switching into uh, aura sight mm-hmm. discipline 
to see if I can if he's still there. Okay, and what's the range on that? Um, uh, as far as I can see. Okay, and um, so basically, I, yeah. As a bonus action, you gain the ability to see auras, even of invisible or hidden creatures. Until your concentration ends, you can see all creatures, including hidden and invisible ones, regardless of lighting conditions. Okay, so way off in the distance, about 500 feet away, you just get this little um, blip, and you see the uh, halfling turn into a raven and start flying away. That's unfortunate. Yes. Especially for the tabaxi, who now have someone who knows about them. Hey, Kerval, can you send your owl after it? I didn't see it. And it has a 500-foot head start, too, so. I mean, I could if I had seen it, and it would report it back eventually, but I didn't see it actually where it went, so. Um, even though it looks kind of gross and whatnot, I'm actually going to go ahead and um, separate head from body for the green dragonborn. Okay. Add that to your head collection in your bag? Yeah. Along with the, the Dark Elves. Yeah, you got viruses, and you still have the skull that you bleached last time you were here in the mountains, so. I forget who that belongs to. Yes, I do. And I look at Misty and Red and just say, it happens. Roll with it. Do you want a tooth? Uh, I did not slay this one. Yeah, but you got the other ones over there. Wait, which one was the dragonborn? Uh, the one with the sword that fell out of the tree there the at the end. Yeah, skull or sword? Sword. Yeah. Sword. Okay. And, you know, you don't have no, no, teeth. Teeth are kind of small. I can just take the jaw for you. These these aren't anything or, out of ordinary. I'll uh, skip the teeth. Fair enough. Okay. How far are we from the camp? You figure you'll be there within an hour. You're, you, you, you actually know this area pretty well at this point. You're, you're into familiar territory. Yeah, I'll send one more sending out to uh, Kabal and just tell her, but be attacked attack by druids. Keep watch. Be there tomorrow. And uh, you, you get back the message. Hope everyone is safe. Be well, my husband and brother. And then hit them off the camp. Okay. And so in about an hour later, you guys all roll into the winter valley of the Dragonborn. And um, even though the maize has already been harvested, um, Creval, you can just see, just based on the, the stalks that are left there, that they were shrunken and there's, you, there's still like a lot of room in between them. So you, you could just see that the harvest was miserable uh, this year, which, I mean, you knew it was going to be, but it's... It's still tragic to, to actually see it there. And probably about half of the tribe's uh, tents have already moved down here. Is mine one of it? Um, so your your tent is not here. So apparently your uh, sister and the, the main um, government tents. So your sister and the main government tents are, are still up in the upper uh, valley. But, you know, the, the advanced folks had already come down, the ones that were tending the maize fields, uh, the, probably the older dragonborn and the younger dragonborn all uh, were transported down here and uh, had begun the uh, operation of 
setting up the uh, camps for the long winter ahead. So I'm where I need to be then, and they're gonna the rest should come to me, or do I still need to go up the mountain? You still need to go up the mountain. Apparently, the, the you know either um, they haven't begun to move the government tents down, or everybody is holding up there until you arrive to face the challenge of the red dragons. Okay. And as you approach, um, obviously, uh, you have been uh, watched by the various sentries. And one of the, your uh, dragonborn kin comes out to meet you. And she's holding a, a rather large spear of her own. And uh, she says, Kraval, it's so good to see you. Welcome back. And she gives you the, the forearm clasp. And she says, you arrive in good time. Your eggs are hatching. Excellent. And she just kind of grabs you by the arm and it says, come, come. And then all of a sudden realizes that there are two large cat people along with you and does the kind of, you know, half hop, half step, stop, start. And then you just see her just kind of shrug her shoulders like, oh, it's Creval and his crazy people and just keeps on going. And she starts dragging you over to the uh, to one of the tents in the middle there. Yeah. Follow along, obviously. And you enter the tent and it is chilly out. Um, you guys are up in the mountains now. And obviously it is late fall going on into winter at this point in time. And well, not it's deep fall. It's not even not, not quite going on into winter. And um, but is definitely this high in the mountains. There is a nip in the air to be sure. And you open the flap of the tent and all of you guys enter. And it's noticeably warm in here. And um there is a pile of rocks basically about each one about the size of your head in the middle of the room and as you um enter uh someone is just putting another one on there and they're holding the the rock with a uh, either a blanket or a piece of cloth it clearly has been heated over a fire and is uh, keeping the the room warm and there are about three or four sets of eggshells in piles around the periphery of the tent. This is obviously the creche tent where the uh, the eggs are all watched. And there's only one last set of eggshells that are still sitting there, or eggs that are still sitting there. And they're beginning to rock back and forth very gently. And as you guys watch, little cracks start appearing in the edge of the uh, eggshells. And then the crack basically works away all the way around and just with an almost audible pop, the two halves separate and little shards go here and there. And there's a little itty bitty tiny bronze creval that rolls out and starts creeling with hunger. And so the uh, the attendants immediately just sort of jump in there and, and start toweling the, the poor little thing off and, and actually start, uh, you know, uh, shoving some food right in his face and it starts immediately just kind of choking the food down. And as you're watching, just pop, 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 the uh, um, each of the uh, several eggs, there's eight of them, all pop open. And interestingly enough, about half of them are little bronze dragonborn, but the other half are brass. And they look a little more robust than the bronze ones. And but they do act the same. They they kind of peel with hunger and are immediately attended to. Oh, I guess Cotter and I are uncles now. You are. 
and the, uh, uh, Kraval, the the very where, first one that popped out, the uh, the attendant brings uh, brings him to you, and uh, just offers you you know out to, for you to hold. And I'll reach out and pick him up and cradle him. Then I'll put one claw uh, into my bag and I'll tear off a chunk of the cheek off the dead dark elf and bring it up and give it to the little guy to chew on. Okay. And uh, he kind of kind of gnaws on it and. Uh, uh, but it's it's you know well beyond what his jaws can do. But it it's uh, at least uh, chewy enough for him, so it, it kind of uh, kind of mollifies him for the moment. So who's in the tent with me? Uh, you have all of your party. There are four attendants, each of them uh, attending to two of the the new youngsters, and then obviously the guard uh, that uh, uh, brought you into the tent, and she's just kind of beaming up at you. And just kind of gives you a little forearm bump, like "good job." I turn toward uh, No One and uh, Cotter, and I say, "Your dragon wing. These are your responsibilities, as much as they are mine. We don't have the familiar terms that some of the lowlanders do, but they are your family. And though they may be tiny now, they show great promise already." And, and as if to agree with uh, Kraval, the uh, one in his arms actually goes and takes a chomp out of his arm, but obviously with his little tiny teeth, it can't do anything more than kind of gang, 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 gnaw on him. Yeah, it just like bites on the magic plate armor. Yep. It doesn't get anywhere. I say, Kraval, perhaps one would be interested in learning the arts of weaponless combat. I have a feeling more than one would. Did my mate stick around or is she already gone and uh the uh guard says we have not seen her since the last time you left but knowing how dragons are they are very capricious she will return one at a time in her own time no doubt so i'll spend some time with each of the, the, the new hatchlings and then uh set up my own tent for the night okay and how about the rest of you but I, i'll I will also let it be known as I'm doing so that the two tabaxi are protected guests and they are to be afforded all the honors as such. And uh, the, the guard um, basically says, at this point, Kraval, we just roll with whatever you're doing. It's probably the wisest, but still you should always question. Okay, and anybody else doing anything or are you just all going to set up for the evening? I'm going to heal. Okay. Roll. Anyone need to roll hit dice? I'm... I'm also going to heal. I'll roll a couple. How many do we get to roll now? So we are twelfth level, so you can roll three at a time. Okay. Anybody need any extra healing, or how are we doing? We're still adding. <laughs> I'm down a bit, but I'll heal in the morning. Okay. I'm down thirty-three. As I bandage my wounds. A dream of, of a dojo here in the mountains comes to mind with the school of dragonlings, all learning punches and kicks, wondering what we could do with their forms. How badly is no one in Cotter? I'll check them first. I'm at I'm at full hit points. I'm at, 80, I'm at 85 out of 98, but I can heal that in the morning. Okay, then I'll go check on our... Uh... Tabaxi friends, especially the one that hit the ground pretty hard there. I'm down 23. Will you and I'm down 33. 
I, I would appreciate that. Thank you. All right, I'll hit her with a fourth level cure wounds. 30 points of healing. Thank you. Uh, what does anything happen to the other seven that, that I don't need? Is it just, yeah, you just go back to max. So you watch your, you're still be a little sore, but your wounds are killed. Perhaps later we'll attempt to see whether or not you're able to breathe the element of your scales. So besides healing, um, I'm going to meet up with Krival again to talk about sending to Sinia. I can do it one more time. Hmm. That's... But I have it prepped. I just can't do it once today. I can do it again tomorrow if need be. Yeah. We can send something now. What do you want to do? Yeah. Uh... 25 words. Uh, what's the time scale we think it'll take to fix this problem before we can run off to the next one? Uh, not sounding like a jerk, but since we don't even know what the problem is yet, besides the fact that they're causing a problem, I couldn't tell you. I thought we were here for, like, the fight or something. If it's just a fight, then you'll be done tomorrow and you can leave at that point in time. We'll have to see if there's any other issues that need to be hashed out. Yeah. Okay, so this is 22 words. And I'll have you send it to Zinnia. Uh, we are back. Just on... read it out loud. And yeah. Read it out loud and assume that I'm sending the sending yeah. as you say it. I'm literally repeating what you say. We are back on the surface, but are helping the Dragonborn. Should be done soon and can return. What is the problem? Well, it's the China, of course. No, no, no. Um, this is the response to. I know, I was just teasing you. Our mind venture has caused problems. You must come home ASAP. Which I got in the middle of combat, I think. So I sent back, not right now, sorry. And then I haven't sent anything in the past week. Well, to be fair, we didn't have a means to. Yeah. Yeah, let's get the uh, response here. Okay, and Kraval, you get a response in Sinia's voice in your head. Are there Q codes that, like, people would know? Nope. No? I can't, like, do, like, a one word that means a sentence? Okay. She says the mine is putting money in the hands of dwarves. They can afford food, but Excalibur and Collins is, go- is going hungry, planning war. Oh. I guess we should have thought that they might. Do- okay. Well, that'll be a problem we'll have to deal with. Okay. Anything else that anyone needs to do? Okay. Well, then you guys bed down for the night. And it's a chilly night, but at least you're safe in the Dragonborn camp. And tomorrow you can go and respond to the challenge of the Red Dragons. And that's where we're going to stop today. Okay, so hey, Kraval's a daddy. So it's not all bad news and gloom and doom here at the apocalypse at the end of the world. Uh, So that was really neat to see. 
Um, we never really got too much into it. I was hoping the players would ask, but it's not usual to have multiple colors in the same litter, the same clutch uh, for the Dragonborn. But obviously the mother in this case is a little bit different. So that's uh, interesting. But anyways, the party has made it up to the winter camp for the Dragonborn, although not without some resistance. So apparently the uh, Spore Druids are still out there and doing their thing. And uh, they're snug as a bug in a rug. But tomorrow they've got to go up and face their opponents at the High Vale. So what's going to happen? We'll have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.